Hey Mitchell, we should uh, we should do an episode on that Studio Ghibli film. Okay, uh, that's vague. Uh, you know the Miyazaki one. That's not helping. Uh, it's got the strong female protagonist, and that's uh, really not helping. All that flying, uh, like there, there's a character who's like an inventor. Uh, that's not helping. God damn it! It's it's from the eighties. Uh, Again, not helping, man. Cute, whimsical, quirky. There's there's witches. Again, you're you've narrowed it down slightly, but not enough for me to just. Uh, look, I don't know. I don't... Look, let's just do Kiki. We we promised the viewers we're gonna do that one, so let's do that one. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the final form. I'm your host Mitchell, joined once more by Ryan. Yeah, that's me, Ryan Taylor. I you... really wish we could have like a back and forth like you guys do have the <laughs> Jedi drop it, but I'm just terrible at <laughs> coming up with titles off the top of my head. Uh, maybe one of these days. Mm. Today we're doing Kiki's, Kiki's delivery service. Yes, and like I, like I said last time, this is my favorite Miyazaki movie, and. That surprises a lot of my friends, but I just enjoy this one so much. It's a really good palate cleanser. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Like, it, It's a f- fucking fantastic film. Yeah. And I've seen a, a couple of Miyazaki films now, but um, it's very much in line with what I've seen. Like, Yeah, like, like you were saying, it's just whimsical... Strong female lead, yeah. Wonderful art, wonderful flying animation. I mean, this is—I want to say—the most condensed you can for Miyazaki without having his anti-war. Yeah, which, yeah. like I said before, that's not a problem. The man does those stories well, but I think he's at his strongest when he's just being more whimsical. Yeah, um, when he really is the Walt Disney of. Japan. You know, I I would say after watching this movie, I, I think this is a really good starting place for oh, someone yeah. who hasn't seen Miyazaki. Yeah. Like, Most people I know always say start with Princess Mononoke. I'm like, no, that's no. just... <laughs> I, I still haven't watched it. I love that one. It's probably yeah. my second favorite he's done, but I would yeah. never say that's a starting point. So let's uh, let's backtrack a bit here. Um, I think for starters, we should talk a little bit about Miyazaki himself. All right, then. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce his first name? Is Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. That's the that, that's what I've heard the most. Yeah. But you're always going to bump into that person who's like some other pronunciation, yeah. and you're like, "Sorry, I'm not a native Japanese speaker. Mm. I will do the best I can with my clumsy tongue." <laughs> uh, the I guess co-founder and the the main source of Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Um, He's best known for Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, and My Neighbor to uh, Totoro. Yeah, yeah, Totoro. Uh, those are the big ones. Those are the the hits. Yeah, I guess you would say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he has a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, it it's hard to really get into all of yeah, them. Yeah, like he basically is the Walt Disney of Japan. Just yeah, so much whimsy, so much good stories. Some of them have not aged as well as you'd like to think, but they've aged way better than some of Walt Disney's early movies. Yeah, absolutely. But, again, they had different starting points. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't do this often, but I'm going to plug somebody else's podcast on here. 
if you want to get a better background on uh, Miyazaki and his life, his story, his his work, uh, and I've mentioned this podcast before, <laughs> Wizard and the Bruiser, they did an episode and they started from his early life through his entire career, through his entire body of work. Oh, okay. And I will probably have a chance. I'll check that out when I get a chance because that sounds pretty nice. It's both educational and hilarious as they usually do. Uh, strongly recommend that one. Okay. Uh, so let's just get into uh, the details about Kiki. Uh, one more thing I, I wanted to okay. say. I don't know if, if you knew this one. I found this really interesting. Did you know that this wasn't originally meant to be a Miyazaki film? No, I did not know that, actually. Uh, the Let me see if i got the name here. The Originally, the director was Sunao Katabuchi. Okay. He was best known for being the lead creator of Black Lagoon. That is so goddamn weird. Now, I haven't seen Black Lagoon, but you've you've told me about it before. And uh, okay, Black Lagoon is about cutthroat modern-day pirates <laughs> yeah, who yeah. smoke, drink, and curse. Yeah. As so, much as you want, in a town that's pretty much run by different gangs. So, uh, as far as I know, I, I could get be getting some of the details wrong here. Uh, Kiki is Miyazaki's original creation, his story. Yeah. But... Uh, he wasn't going to direct it himself. He, oh, okay. I think he was working on something else at the time. Probably Totoro, I would guess. That was pretty close to the same yeah, I want to time say frame. So. Yeah. Something uh, along... It's around that area. Yeah, area. I mean, anyway. I think he was working on like three or four movies at the same yeah. time. I mean, he is... The, du- the-, the dude was not known for uh, taking <laughs> things slowly, which is no. why no one was surprised when he retired a few years ago. Yeah. He, he has to be one of the hardest working human beings to ex- ever existed. Yeah. Uh, so apparently uh, Katabuchi was working on this and his original draft of Kiki. Uh, Miyazaki looked at it, was not pleased, and said, I've, said, let me do this myself. <laughs> I've heard that he is, uh, while he's a very whimsical director and whatnot, he is not very easy to work with. Yeah, and and he's got strong opinions. He's not afraid to say them. And when when you see his movie and then see interviews about him, yeah. he almost comes across as like Two Face. Yeah, he's he's a perfectionist. Yeah, and, and he is not fan of fans. He's also not a fan of his own son's work. No, I've heard that. <laughs> he's had some comments. Uh, Goro Miyazaki directed, uh, was it From Up on Poppy Hill? Was that him? Yeah, which and, I really liked From Up on Poppy Hill. And uh, Tales from Earthsea. Uh, I haven't seen no, any of his work I yet. I haven't seen that one. But uh, I think it was, is From Up on Poppy Hill's first movie? I, I think, think so, yeah. Apparently he walked out of an, a screening of that movie and... It was just like, oh god, that was awful. Like, <laughs> I know, I don't know anybody who dislikes that movie. I know some people who just thought it was an okay movie, but yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, and, like, <laughs> I, I, going back to Kiki, uh, he does not like a lot of fan theories involving this movie's ending. Okay, he wanted them. He has an ending. He didn't tell you what the ending kind of is, and no, no, you're all wrong. Okay, because uh, the, the way that people like the fan theory, how the magic works. Okay. And how familiars work, and he gets uh, upset by some of that sometimes. From what I've read, okay. Then again, I don't know how true that is because it's basically third-hand information you're reading online. Yeah. yeah. So I like to take it with a grain of salt, but with what I've seen of his interviews, I can really believe that. Okay. Uh, so let's get into this, the movie, what it's about, and then we we can discuss it. I guess. Yep. It's about everyone's favorite ever U- UPS delivery girl. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if UPS was employed by flying witches, yeah. I think they would 
definitely have a lot better yeah. ability. But uh, Kiki is a young witch, just turned 13 not too long ago. And a tradition of witches in this universe is after they turn 13, they leave home to train for a year on a night of a full moon. Yeah. Just, they fly off in their broom, they take their familiar, which is a black cat, obviously. Of course. And find a new home, find a place where their magic can be used to help the citizens of that new area, and learn from there. It's pretty much like... You know, the only thing I can think of on top of my head is like Pokemon training. Yeah. You're at yeah. this age, <laughs> go on an adventure. Learn from your adventures. And we follow Kiki when she gets, she we follow her from when she leaves home to when she lands in this beautiful seaside city. Yes. I mean, the architect and the views in the city are just, I, I just love it. But are we ever, do we I don't think we ever find out the name. I don't like. I didn't catch it. If we did, if it, yeah, I rewatched it last night, but I was cleaning at the same time, so okay, yeah. Details are, but um, yeah, it's just Kiki and her pet familiar Gigi. Yes, and if you watch the first English dub, Gigi is voiced by the late great Phil Hartman, and uh, it's some would say it's not his best performance, but I I found it to be a little phoned in, and as not to say like I mean. Phil Hartman as his worst is better than most. Yes. That's the thing. And the way Gigi is animated, I feel that actually added to him. Yeah, I But get, if you I were expecting it. more traditional Phil Hartman, then yeah, I can see that being a disappointment that yeah. this is one of the last things he did. And for some, it's like, oh, he phoned this in. For me, it's like, maybe he overacted by underacting? Yeah. I, I guess. I, I, can, I can get that. Yeah. And Gigi is one of the highlights of the movie for me, but I'm a sucker for black cats talking cats and black talking cats. Yeah. But, uh, why don't we discuss about Kiki herself? Because she is precious. Yes. And she is extremely relatable to anybody, I think. Because she's out on her own. Yep. She's just left home. She's 13. She doesn't know much about the world beyond what your parents can teach you. But even then, that's kind of not preparing you for uh, In terms of the plot, uh, did you mention the part where she can't get a, a traditional witch job and has to become a delivery girl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the plot of the movie? Yeah. Well, they, they just have to use her magic to help people, so yeah. I guess her using her ability to fly yeah. is actually pretty ingenious, because yeah. she doesn't really have many other witch abilities, so... No, but like like it's not what she expected to be doing. No, and that's, but, oh, uh, that's one of the reasons why I like her so much, is yeah. that you know she rolled with it. Yeah. Which is a great life lesson. Oh, yeah. Definitely. She, yeah, she can be a little bit stubborn, a little bit, you know, quick to jump to what she wants, but push come to shove, she'll do what is needed. Yep. Which is admirable in the best kind of way. And, uh, she, yeah, that's why the movie's called Kiki's Delivery Service. People, she uh, ends up running a small delivery service where people ask her, can you deliver this package to someone inside the city or outside the city? Because, well, when you can fly... Yeah. It kind of... I mean, bicycle couriers would probably be the next best choice, but yeah. broomstick couriers would be my first choice. Yeah, yeah. And... There's a point in the movie where she loses her ability to fly, and the way they handle that is why I love this movie so much. In that, uh... Well, the, she befriends an artist who basically says, there's points where I can't drop. 
Yeah. Where I'm trying to force my drawings, and it ends up being really bad copies of everything else. And yeah. as anyone who has any creativity to them, I like to call myself a storyteller. Yeah. I like to tell my friends stories. I like to craft lores or theories based off video games and movies and whatnot. And when I can do that naturally, I feel wonderful. I get to entertain so many people. Yeah. But every now and then, I will hit a slump myself, and I feel like I've got to force this because my friends wanted me to tell them a story. Yeah. So here's a story, and when I, after I tell it, I think about it, and it was terrible. I'm just rehashing old cliches, and I feel like I did a terrible job, which makes me force even harder the next time, which makes these things turn out just, yeah. just terrible. And the message they give is sometimes you just need to stop. Yeah. Take a break. Let it come to you. Let it come to you. Life will oftentimes bring you that spark of inspiration. Yeah. Or in Kiki's sake, friend in danger. Yeah. And, I mean, in a sense, the movie is sort of about... um, the the journey like it's sort of a metaphor for the journey of a, a creative person yeah uh, you know setting out on your own and finding uh, your style your your own yourself in yeah. your creativity whether you're an artist you're a writer a musician whatever you are yeah um, and then of course the the um, the losing of her powers representing yeah. of writer's block. Your first time dealing with that. And, and, yeah. what, and I mean, the first time... like I, I played music for years. The first time I ran into uh, a block like that, I was like, oh my god, am I done? Is yeah. this it? Is this, is, it, can it, I, did I reach my peak already? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's scary when you, when you are that invested in, yeah. in what you do. But unlike, you know... Being you, magic was Kiki's whole life. She yeah. was born a witch. Exactly. No one expects her to be anything but a witch. Mm-hmm. So that's basically putting even more pressure on a yeah. girl. And that's another little thing is that, is that uh, people don't like. They know, Miyazaki never tells you why she really loses her magic. No. Uh, most people like to think stress. Yeah. And that's the theory I go with. Yeah, and because her magic is so integral to her, she loses the ability to talk to her familiar Gigi. Yeah. Which I imagine she's in a, she's in a new town. She's got a few people, acquaintances and friends she's making, but Gigi's been with her for who knows how long. Yeah, to lose the ability to talk to who is basically your other half. Yep. No wonder she gets more depressed, and they don't ever really say if he, she ever gets the ability to talk to him ever again at the end of the movie. No. And that's one of the things fans like to think that yeah. uh, she did. Miyazaki yeah. never gives a straight answer for it, and that pisses people off. Uh, I like to think s- slight spoilers here, but I mean the movie's from the eighties, so yeah, it's, you know we're gonna spoil it. And <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I think the other way you can look at the movie, and I think the way I even more so lean to was the the coming of age aspect. Yeah. It's definitely a coming-of-age story, but yeah. I, I took more of a writer's block story from and it. And I, I wondered if maybe the... Um, what's the cast name? Gigi? Gigi, yeah. The, the connection with Gigi being lost there and never fully returning is... She's gr- older. She yeah, doesn't need him anymore. It, it's, it's a maturity thing. That's another fan theory I'm yeah. going to go with. Um, that's a lot less heartbreaking to me. Yeah, yeah. and and But like the thing about it at the end there is... 
they both seem very content with yeah. whatever their situation was. Yeah. So Kiki has her delivery service going. She's making friends, and yeah. uh, Gigi's a father. He, he, yeah, he, ah, he gets true. with a nice little uh, lady cat yeah. lives next door. Yeah, and they have three kittens, the four kittens. One looks like Gigi, the other looks like the mom. And I'm like, of thank you, anime yeah. cat kittens, for almost always doing that. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Yeah, that's... but at the ending credit scene where Gigi's, I want to think it's Gigi's son, is on the broom with Kiki. Just, oh yeah, and he's yeah. got a string around the little kitten's neck, yeah. and Gigi's holding on the string in his mouth while they're flying. Yeah, that's just so precious to me because it's yeah. like it, she's training a new familiar, I guess, for yeah. future witches. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe she can't talk to Gigi, but she'll talk to Gigi's son. I yeah. don't know. We don't get any answers. We just yeah. get a beautiful flying montage and credits. Yeah, and I mean, again, I cannot stop talking about how beautiful this flight yeah. animation is. It is wonderful. Yeah, like. Um, and it goes hand in hand with what you were saying earlier about the setting. Yeah. Like, one thing I really noticed in this movie, and like, I it, it is a thing that Miyazaki does. He really, really plans out the the towns and yes. the, the settings of his films. They feel uh, so real. This feel, felt the most real out of everything I've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I would like, I noticed that I was watching it. And I wasn't really thinking about it. But, like, I could follow where the characters were going. In the background, yeah. Yeah, like, I could follow, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, people, and you know, you see people on their daily routines, and yeah. you see daily routines. Yeah, and... and but it, at the same time, they're also not always wearing the same outfit, like some movies would cheap out on. Yeah. Like, like it It felt, it looked, it sounded, it, it, it was just, it seemed like a believable town. Yeah. As if they had just dropped these characters into the town and filmed the movie there. Yeah, I'm not sure if it actually tastes like salt air or because we live next to the ocean. That's just my brain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it, uh, you could almost swear you could taste the salty air. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's just even when she's doing a terrible job of flying because she's not the best flyer. Yeah. The energy in those sporadic flights and the cars swerving to dodge oh, her. Oh yeah. The faces you see on the drivers. Something yeah. you would. Blink and miss yep. is there. You see a driver shitting his pants and thinking he's going to hit a little girl. Yeah. And the energy is just... When this movie wants to be, it can have so much energy. But it yeah. likes to just have quiet moments. Yeah. Like I said, it's the best palate cleanser. If you've watched a lot of intense things or a lot of... Yep. Played some really hard video games. Like, I recently just started playing Dark Souls 3. Yep. <laughs> this was good yep. to play immediately after Dark yeah. Souls 3. Okay, yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me, like, the movie is not really similar at all, mm. but uh, the way in which, uh, like you said, it just has sporadic bursts of energy, mm. it kind of reminds me of uh, the film, the Netflix film from last year, Okja. Oh, okay. I had a uh, chance to watch that one. It's, uh, I think it's a South Korean film, mm. um, directed by Boon Jong-ho, I believe is his name, uh, did a movie a few years ago called Snowpiercer. Okay. I'm not going to get into the movie itself, but there, it's uh, a slow-paced, um, more dramatic film, and it's like a sci-fi drama, mm-hmm. and then they have this one chase scene that is, like, off the wall, one of the most exciting chase scenes I've seen in years, Okay. and it's maybe five to ten minutes long, and it just is there, and then you're back to your slow-paced sci-fi drama, Ooh. and... That's, that's sort of yeah. what Kiki does in a way. Yeah, it's like they have their 
low points through nice quiet points and all the energy that should be in a movie is just bottled up to be yeah. used in certain other scenes yeah the the scene where they try out his uh, bike plane yeah. thing that yeah uh, the, uh, what's the kid's name uh, uh, Tom- Tomato or Tomato something? I think that's his name yeah something like that who I, well, I, I'm just terrible at names so it's yeah. not, nothing against that character I mean he's actually kind of yeah. precious himself yeah 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 and yeah when he tries that and the we're not sure if it's Kiki that makes it actually fly or yeah, but there's just so much energy to that. Yeah, exactly. And well, you know, the spoilers to the ending. You know, there's a, a blimp is basically crashing, and he's hanging on for dear life. And Kiki, yeah. after not being able to fly, gets the ability to fly and tries to yeah. save him. You know, she's gonna save him. Yeah. But the energy in her missing and not being able to control her broom mm-hmm. is just so intense that yeah. I've seen this movie four or five times. But every time I see that scene, I'm just like, "Come on, reach up." But you, oh, you're so close. Yeah. And the people below watching chanting, don't give up. I'm like, that's what you want to chant too. And it's yeah. Just, the, every, when she's slipping on her broom, that looks so natural. It's not like she's on the broom. She's just attached to it. Yeah. No, exactly. she's holding on to a flying broom. And the way they land is she's still holding on to the broom, but holding on to him. So she's dangling from the broom, and he's dangling from her arm. And slowly... Slowly, slowly, safe landing. Um, one thing else we should mention here. Uh, like every other Miyazaki um, English dub. Yes. A lot of high profile yeah. voice actors. Uh, not even known for voice acting. Just, just They picked really good actors in general. They go for, like, like, it's weird that like a lot of actors who would normally never do voice acting, the second they are... Offered a Miyazaki du- English dub, they're on board. Yeah, it, it's one of the reasons why we can say he's the Walt Disney. Because when a lot of people who'd never voice acted in their life or said, "Hey, do you want to play the uh, princess in the Disney movie?" Yeah, they'll throw down whatever the hell they're doing and run to Florida. Like uh, Kiki, voiced by Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, for starters, uh, Phil Hartman, as you said, uh, voicing Gigi, Matthew Lawrence. If you remember him from um, uh, Boy Meets World. Okay. He he voices Tombo. Tombo is the character's name. Yeah. And what was the other one? Debbie Reynolds, of course, the mother, uh, late mother of the late Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Voices Madam. I can't remember which old woman woman that was. I, there's, think, there's a, I think that's the one that just uh, has he deliver the the fish cake or something. Like yeah. That? Yeah. I got mixed up as to which I think it was the the main. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a couple there. There's a, there's a nice few old yeah. few old ladies in this movie. Yeah. And there's a couple other names yeah. there, but like, like those Brad, are the biggest ones. That... Brad Garrett shows up in like a little tiny role yeah. as uh, Fukio, but like he barely speaks. Yeah. The, um, the assistant oh, yeah. guy, the, the the I think he was the husband. Actually, I think he's the husband of the baker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like he has like maybe one line, like four or five lines yeah. at most, and they're yeah. like usually short. He comes the way he's animated. He's the strong, solid type, but he's yeah. also completely adoring Kiki. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, he makes the little sign for Kiki's delivery service, and he's so giddy when he makes it. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, that's the most precious thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life to see this big man like, ooh, we get a witch living in her in her attic. Oh, she's so precious. <laughs> um, I don't know. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I, just so like I said. I, I, I'm a guy who likes to pick random things for his favorites, and this is just a wonderful... Like I keep yeah. going back to how much of a palate cleanser this is. Yeah, This is the perfect kind of movie you want to watch when you've had like 
a shitty week or yeah. you've watched too much of the news lately. Yep. You just need And it's one of those things you can turn on not have like with it if you don't feel like you have the attention span to pay like to really watch no. something. It's not hard to follow. And it's perfect for if you want to put on a movie for your kids cuz the morals are so Yep. Yep. Nice and sweet. There's no gratuitous violence like some no. other Miyazaki movies have. Yeah. There's yeah. I don't think any blood in this one which is I think even some other Miyazaki's cute ones have at least like finger pricks or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just nobody dies, nobody gets hurt. Yep. But in the best way, not the clean kind of way. Like yeah. these people have lives. Yeah. It's just we don't see the worst parts of their lives. We just see one depressed little witch for a while yep. and we see how she deals with that. Yep. And that I think I think this movie from what I've seen yeah. and I mean uh which again is a handful of movies. Yeah. I, th- I think this is the perfect summation yeah. of Miyazaki. Like I keep saying, it's only only thing it's missing is his beat you over the head with how terrible war is. Which yeah. I always keep saying, yes, war is absolutely terrible. Yeah. But we don't need you to be that in every single movie. Yeah. Flex your muscles, Miyazaki. Don't yeah. just you know be a fact, be a, a copy machine for your similar ideas, but yeah. just done really differently and really beautifully. Yeah. Like I, I like I keep saying, he may do a lot of the same tropes and cliches in almost all of his movies. Yeah. But you only notice this when you go back and compare his movies. Yeah. Where they have almost the same beats. Yeah. The same thing. Pop songs have almost all the same beats, but yeah. they can feel really different from one another. Yeah, exactly. And if that's the only problem with Miyazaki, then that's pretty good directing skill, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. He is one of the greatest. Yeah. He either. can tell a story. He can craft a world in... How long did it take for you to feel like Kiki was a real... Like, this town Kiki landed in was a real living town? Immediately. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't... She was still in the air. Yeah. People's reactions to... We haven't seen a witch in this town for God knows how long. There's a little girl flying. That is amazing. And, like, I go back to the traffic incident she almost causes. Yeah. That's how people react. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Um, it's all because she gets a little bit cocky while flying. Yeah, she decides to fly through a tunnel, and there comes his double decker bus, which is barely not <laughs> fitting the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I can't remember all the details now on, uh, the work that Miyazaki does hands on with his films. Yeah, but I, I know that like he hand draws a lot. Yeah, a yeah. insane number of, and I mean like. Uh, if you look into like when he is making a movie, the hours he works in a day, yeah, like I think it's something like, like for the entirety of the making of the movie, working nineteen hour days, yeah, and shit like that, like it is unreal. I, I for a lot of time he sleeps at the the studio, yeah, which I there's a lot of Japanese studios will do that, like they will, like, yeah. I, I brings uh, to be really weird. It brings me back to the original Gundam, where they were so behind schedule, so overworked that I think nobody in the animation studio left for like a month to bang out the last few episodes. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. And one of the main, the lead animator of that actually almost had a heart attack. It was hospitalized. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'm I'm amazed Miyazaki's heart has not exploded in his chest. Yeah. The passion he puts in all of his movies, even the movies I don't like, 
that he's been part of are yeah. still goddamn this is beautiful to watch yeah the story wasn't for me but yeah uh I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast before but my personal favorite so far is Ponyo yeah I don't care for Ponyo myself I don't hate it like I just said but it yeah. wasn't for me like, it didn't yeah. really it, it was also like a very very simple idea yeah. simple, simple movie it's like uh, pretty much a traditional fairy tale yeah. type of story Done maybe the Miyazaki way. Yeah, it's maybe it was just the mood I was in when I watched yeah. Ponyo, but like, it was also the mood I watched Kiki may have affected me yeah. because it was a. Uh, it it was one of those things where like when I watched Ponyo, I didn't instantly say like yes, this is the best one I've seen yet. Okay. but it just stuck with me the longest. The same thing with Kiki. I watched it with my girlfriend when we started dating, and I mulled it over. Yeah. A couple days later, I'm like, you know, I can remember more about this than uh, Mononoke. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, it just. Uh, and I want to say maybe like four or five weeks later, I'm like, yeah, this has got to be what yeah. I think is his best movie. Yeah, like at the time because I watched uh, Totoro yeah. and Ponyo in the same week. Yeah, um, most at, people say Totoro. Yeah, one. at the time I was like, well, yeah, obviously that was better. And like the more the further I got away from those movies because I've never gone back to rewatch hmm. them. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, Ponyo, I remember that movie pretty much beat for beat. Yeah. Totoro, I don't remember shit about Totoro. <laughs> Me either. I remember that there is a Totoro. I remember, like... Him being fucking cute looking. I, I remember the bus stop scene and sitting in the tree. I don't remember shit about that like, movie. I remember the little black speckle things yeah. on the floorboards. I, yeah. Like, but I, I didn't leave that much of an impression on him besides how fucking cute Totoro is. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is not a bad thing. I mean... Yeah. Totoro has launched so many plush cells, so... Oh, my God. He's like the Mickey Mouse of Japan. Like it's... In places, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's... I think it's pretty good for a yeah. Kiki episode. Like, it, it, it's their first time doing a feature length. And it was a nice, short feature length. It was... Yeah. I mean, we could... I guess if you... I guess if we really want to, we could start dissecting how magic works, but that seems not like the time and place for that. Nah. We're more nah. of a overview of a show. Yeah, where, yeah. I mean... If you want like a Lorecraft guys, yeah, I am <laughs> sure you can find them somewhere. I mean, I, I, I listen to a lot of Lorecraft guys myself, and mm-hmm. I would like to do that myself one day. But Kiki is not where I would start. No, and it's one like you can take away with how her magic works for whatever works for you. Yeah, like some people I know say it's because she is thirteen and falling in love. Okay, hormones yeah. are ruined yeah. for her, which. Yeah. And there's an argument for that. She's clearly infatuated with, with. I mean, scientifically speaking, like, well, like, uh, trying to get this right, puberty-based hormones in so, a person with magical abilities. That's, I mean, there's got to be some kind of chemical reaction exactly. there, right? Like, uh, some people like to take it as a depression. Yeah. Okay. Others like like myself take it as a writer's block. Flyers, like, flight block. I feel like you can you can take a lot of ideas and interpretations and attach it to this movie because it's a very it's very open ended. And yeah. going back to our last episode, Death Parade was open ended in certain places that we, it yep. shouldn't have been. Kiki's open endedness is just fine. Yeah, I have I like again I, I when I say that this uh, this might not be my favorite Miyazaki film. I I don't have any complaints. No, I have, I have nothing I can say that like I would never 
think myself <laughs> no. so high as to as to say as to complain about something Miyazaki did because the man is a like, oh I, I will but I'm a giant jackass so I'm not afraid <laughs> to be that like I don't I I I I can't think of anything that would be changed to improve this movie like I, I think it is exactly what it yeah, needs to it, be yeah it ends at the right spot yep there's no additional characters there's no pure comedy character shoved in to entertain the kids you know? which how many movies you can think of are ruined by that premise alone I certainly can't think of any Star Wars ones anyway <laughs> um, but no it, like, it, it doesn't end too soon it doesn't like uh, outstay it's welcome at all now mentioning Star Wars and Miyazaki makes me think maybe he should like do a Star Wars movie I would watch that like if he if he made the Ewoks movie, I would watch that. Some I would watch the crap out of it. Oh my god! How much would how how much would it cost to commission that? Um, <laughs> I guarantee whatever it is, you'd probably make your money back. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh man. I like it. Even if you made a fucking Jar Jar Binks movie, I'm pretty sure Miyazaki could somehow make he it. He could work. do it. He could do it. He could do it. He'd yeah. probably have some really strong opinions about Jar Jar. You may end up disagreeing with him personally, but the movie itself would be would be amazing. <laughs> You'd find a way to find Misa so happy to be adorable. Yeah, you know what? I think he could do it, man. Like <laughs> that's that's how good this guy is. And I think that's a that's a pretty good note to end Kiki yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could get into our next episode. It's, the, it's another really cute one, isn't it? Well, see, here's the thing. Um, the last episode, we did something very dark and... and uh, <laughs> Deep and introspective and yeah. made you think. And now we're... Uh, right now, we're, we're currently ending an episode about something very cute. It's pretty much condensed cuteness in a can. And the next one is sort of... What happens when you combine those? Yeah, it's, this is the uh, you threw you threw kind of death parade and kind of kikis in a blender, and then you stringed out what was there. And just, yeah, uh, we're doing Agretzko. Agretzko, yes, it's a portmanteau of Retzko and aggression. Yeah, yeah, uh, Retzko being the name of the main character, which we'll get into. Uh, yeah. Netflix exclusive, right? Uh, yeah, they are the ones to dub this show. They okay. didn't make it; they're the no. ones to dub it. So, yeah. uh, they actually picked a lot of different voice actors, and yeah, woo, what was going? Uh, we won't get much into that show right it's, now, but I will say it is ten episodes, about fifteen minutes an episode, give or take, and it's on Netflix. So, if you, if you, the listener, don't have Netflix, uh. You know somebody who does. Yeah, I guarantee it. And all you need is, what, 10 hours, 10, 15, it's uh, two and a half hours? Yeah, give yourself yeah. maybe three hours. Either use your Netflix or borrow somebody else's Netflix for two and a half hours. You've got two weeks to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is available in an English dub or the yeah. Japanese dub. I do not recommend the Japanese dub. Not because I think dubs are better, but because the localization of this, so many jokes work better. So we'll, we'll get into that next time. Whenever we get a chance to get back together, yeah, fan fantastic film. Uh, film, Jesus, I'm. Stuck. It almost I'm, is a film. It's, yeah, it's, about, it's about the length of the film. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great series. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, it, it's wonderful in every way. Yeah, uh, I keep it, I keep giving Ryan like, yeah, really great anime. What not to watch? I'm like it. It this it wasn't even our plan for the next episode, but. 
The uh, misses made me pick this one, and I uh, do not regret this. Oh, I don't either. I, I I binged this very very quickly. I loved it. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get onto that next episode. Yep, yeah, we'll be seeing you guys in two weeks. Well, you, we won't see you. You won't see us. You'll be hearing us. Listen to the sound of our voices. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how to end this. We one. still do not have a goddamn ending to the show. No, to this show. Uh, and I don't have anything. Uh, Miyazaki no. related um, to do here. Uh, well, uh, oh, okay. How about oh. this? There's one other thing we didn't mention about Kiki that I think we should. What? How delicious all that bread and that bacon look. How about uh, we go up for food right now? Because that sounds yeah. really good. Let's go get some fresh bread. I, I do want fresh bread. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you guys all go out for some good bakery <laughs> stuff. Hit up your local bakery. Go get some fresh bread, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that should be our sign-off for every episode. Uh, yeah, that'll make complete utter sense. <laughs> have a good day and go have some fresh bread. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Pumpernickel or I. Later. Later.